Power is here. Check it out. And you're locked on to Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio station. It's my station. It's my station. This is, this is, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. and Scotty 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone happy Friday everyone I hope you're all having a tremendous day how you doing buddy not as good as the NFL's doing buddy Ooh, my goodness saw those financial numbers yeah did you see the cap move yeah what 30 extra million so the NFL salary cap was sitting at about 225 million uh take a little and now it will be at 255 million give a little so well over $30 million, $30.6 million increase per organization. That tells you, uh, look, it, it is not. Everybody wants to give it to Taylor Swift and say, oh, look what Taylor did. Taylor did it. Taylor did No. No, not not this. Stop it. No, not she this. didn't, man. You, you can't move the cap dial by $30.6 million by putting a singer on uh, up in a booth or two like, well and it doesn't change it like that no 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 that doesn't that's not going to increase your basket or your football income and remember this is all based on income football related income and then and so no no taylor and travis their relationship didn't kick in until mid-season that's not going to impact it you, you know what did impact it it's teams increasing prices on tickets and that's it so if you're like wow the cap went up oh i'm so excited because well i look i would be if i was in the nfl now oh yeah but the reason i'm bitter is the same reason that my uncle merlin was bitter and the same reason my uncle phil was bitter it's because as we've gone into the nfl and since left the nfl and now we're watching the nfl we're like Oh my God! Great at two hundred ninety-eight thousand dollars on my rookie contract. I thought two hundred. I thought two hundred ninety-eight thousand dollars on my rookie contract. Unbelievable money. Yeah. Now it's eight hundred thousand. Really starting to creep into that nine hundred thousand dollar range. We're going to be a million dollars in a rookie contract in no time. And you know what it comes and needs their sports. Yep. Because you pay for it, you consume it, you watch it on TV, you buy their jerseys, you buy concessions, you buy the tickets, you buy the booths, you you pay for signage, and the numbers are astronomical. A thirty million dollar cap increase, Scotty. That is a huge percentage of what it already was. It's over ten percent. Yeah, and that's the other thing too that blew past all projections. It's one thing where you're like, okay, well, we anticipate it's going to be this and and then it happens, but nobody anticipated this increase. Nobody anticipated it would go up this high. 
So it even blew away the projections of what they thought it was going to be, which is ridiculous. I know it's a Friday, and I know that we probably shouldn't have a serious conversation, but just for the sake of interest, when COVID hit, I really did think people and sports were going to become less important. I thought through COVID, forced to spend time with their family, and you had to get outdoors, and you couldn't be in large groups, and we couldn't go to game because nobody was there. Yeah. And it was like, geez, man, I thought, and we even had conversations during COVID about this, I thought that sports was and it obviously has not, especially the NFL. No, no. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're having a little technical issues. So we'll do a quick reboot here. And uh, hopefully we have a better connection when we come back. Hands and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Number one. Miss any part of the show? Every moment of every show is available in podcast form by searching Hanson Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at kslsports.com. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hanson Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Apologize for the little technical difficulties. We'll get through it. All right, let's get to it. Time for your starting lineup right here on The Zone. This is Hanson Scotty G. Let's go. The lineup is set, and it's time to kick off the show with the biggest topic of the day. This is the starting lineup on 97.5, the KSL Sports Song. Hands and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Time for your starting lineup, Hands. Well, last night, the Utah Jazz kicking off post-All-Star break with a loss against a pretty terrible Hornets team. And I do want to point out that this Hornets team is not the same team that it was at the deadline. They made some changes. They've made some improvements. That, that's obvious, and we saw it last night, Scotty. But the Utah Jazz losing 115-107. to 107. But for me, what I saw last night, it's not about the loss at all to me. I actually went into the game, and there were some buzz and rumors. You had mentioned it to me before the show got started yesterday that there might be some jazz changes. So I kind of had my ears open and eyes open, and then I saw some other things start to trickle out later, kind of getting closer to the game. And lo and behold, your starting lineup goes John Collins, Lowry Markkinen, Colin Sexton, rookie Keontae George, and rookie Taylor Hendricks. Yeah. And as the game started and as the game started playing out, I was like, is this really the direction you want to go? Is this really what you want to do? Well, Hendricks starts balling out. You see Sensabaugh rotate in. Sensabaugh ended up with 13 minutes last night. He had seven points, went three of six from the field. And as I'm watching things play out, they rotate Walker Kessler in. Kessler struggles really badly. I think it was about like at a back into the third, maybe beginning of the fourth, with some bad defensive possessions, some bad offensive possessions. And 
Then I watched them rotate him back out and working Hendricks a little bit more. And then the fourth quarter, not so much Hendricks and Sensabaugh. But the Jazz end up losing. And the very first thing I thought was, that was brilliant. What the Jazz just did is brilliant. Because if the Jazz are trying to press Walker Kessler, and the Jazz are trying to push Jordan Clarkson, and the Jazz are starting Chris Dunn and Colin Sexton, and they've got Walker Kessler out there, and they're pushing that starting group, Scotty? Yeah. If they lose that game, I feel way different than this group and those minutes losing this game. So it's brilliant. It's a, it's a win-win for Will Hardy because Will gets to say to Jazz fans, hey, uh, just so you all know, we're going with the rookies. We're going to be playing youth. We're developing, starting, and playing youth, which says to everybody, hey, calm down because it's, it's really not going to be, be about wins and losses because typically I would have come out of a Hornets loss firing mad just saying, geez, man, here it is again. Chris Dunn not doing enough, and Walker Kessler looking immature and out of place, and John Collins inflated contract, and Collins Sexton locked in for the next few years. Oh, yeah, stomping around. Instead, you come out of that, and you're like, oh, okay, man, Hendricks looked good. Hendricks had some good minutes. Well, that third quarter from Taylor Hendricks was a really good moment in evaluating what he's capable of doing. And 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 what was it, 12 he scored in the third quarter? Um, I, I, I think that there are some moments that you can take away from him and be like, okay, all right. we. There's some things we can build on. There's some things that we can, uh, we, we can, we can work towards. And so, yeah, I mean, honestly, what's the season about right now? It's about development, right? Yeah. I think that that's the message that they're sending. Yeah. I just. I mean, I think that we can take that playoff and we can take that play-in game and just kind of like just kind of shove it to the side and say, okay, what do we got out of Keontae George, which I think we've already established. What do we got out of Taylor Hendricks? Let's throw Bryce Sensabaugh out there and see what we got. Fine. All right. But let's go all in on that. Let's not dip our toes in both sides of the water. I mean, Taylor Hendricks needs to have. Taylor Hendricks had 25 minutes a game, 25 minutes last night. 20. He needs to be playing 25 minutes a game the rest of the season. Well, because I think it changes everybody's mentality and attitude towards wins and losses. Because a loss just doesn't mean as much when you're seeing the rookies' minutes boost. I said it as soon as I saw the Jazz sell at the trade deadline. I, I said it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to it. Now they they could prove me wrong. Maybe the rookies come together and start lighting it up but this is not a postseason team it's not even a play-in team anymore nope nope in fact this is a team that is about to face 25 remaining games 16 of them on the road and one of the one of the most difficult schedules to finish out the season is what craig bullerjack told us yesterday on the show i think the number four most difficult and we are going this is what we're going to see a lot of Hendricks at 25 to 28 minutes. Keontae George at 28 to 32 minutes. Bryce Sensabaugh at 13 to 18 minutes. We're going to see Chris Dunn's minutes probably reduce. Maybe Jordan Clarkson continue to push. 
And Larry Markinen needs to just find his own internal motivation and find a way to stay happy. This is why I talked at length about Larry Markinen yesterday. The Jazz have to keep him happy. Happy. He's got to find internal motivation to keep himself happy, and he's got to find little stepping stones that that keep him happy. And you know, as Bowler mentioned, you get to the ten spot now, and it's a massive accomplishment, and and maybe something Larry can hang his hat on. But I just don't see that happening. I don't. Not yeah, with this team. I don't see where that's possible now. Uh, the thing that unnerved me a little bit coming out of that game was Walker Kessler. And I actually put out a post last night about Alex Jensen. And I don't need to be reminded, you know, what influence Alex Jensen had on Walker Kessler or or he had this coach or that coach or he was doing this. And then I, I attached Alex Jensen to Rudy Gobert and people were like, well, he wasn't Rudy's primary coach. Look, go read the reports on what Rudy said after he got his second defensive MVP. Go look at who he thanked first. Go look who he attributed a lot of his growth to. And I know that Alex Jensen was not solely placed on Walker Kessler for his development, but you can't tell me that Alex in moments didn't walk over to Walker and say, hey, Walker, I'm just telling you right now, if you get to this point and you switch this foot back, you're going to have the perfect block out. Yeah. If you if in transition, if you see this ball movement and you run at this angle, you're going to get there before this guy. Try it. And even in just that brief interaction and some tips, because if I'm Walker Kessler, Scotty, and I'm sitting there as a rookie and I'm looking at Alec Jensen and I'm like, this is the guy that developed a two-time defensive MVP? Yeah. Uh, wh- say anything. Tell me anything. There was a lot of influence there from Alex Jensen in Rudy Gobert's improvement and even Walker Kessler's initial jolt into the NBA. Well, and and you're right. Alex was not the primary coach for Walker Kessler last year, but that's not to say he shouldn't have been. And, And Walker looked good last year, and I think that Alex Jensen would have been really good for Walker Kessler this year as his primary coach yeah like just because he wasn't the one last year doesn't mean he shouldn't have and he shouldn't be here coaching walker kessler this year yeah um i think that's a uh, frankly i think that's a missed opportunity but i do, I do too and, and, and i'm not this is not an attack on the current coaching no staff because no. they they've got what talent they've got to work with and they've got a tough situation that they're dealing with so i give this coaching staff a lot of slack a lot of slack because they're just – they're thrown into a pretty ugly mix. And if I'm Danny Ainge and if I'm Ryan Smith, I'm reminding every one of them. I'm calling Will after that game and I'm saying, hey, coach, I, I you know, I, I love what you did, the, the push on the rookie numbers, good. Keep them, keep them up, keep them on their minutes. And just remember, it's not about wins and losses this year. Just remember that and let your staff know. And if your staff starts getting down, let, let me talk to them because this is not – we are, we we are we we have not put the ingredients in their bowl to make the perfect dough. We know that. And be really specific because Scotty guys can get down. Yeah. And guys can start fearing for their jobs and then when they start fearing for their jobs they start pl- placing calls. And then they start looking around and saying, "Hey, look, this things aren't looking good here." And and then it becomes an ugly mess. So there's a, there's a lot of ugliness in professional sports when it comes to losing that you've got to get out in front of and prevent. 
if you're Ryan Smith, but you can do that right now. Yep. And yeah, it should have beat the Hornets. It should have. Yeah, Hornets picked up their grand total of 14th win last night. Yeah, 14th. 14 and 41. 14 and 41 is that number. Yeah, that's not good. And in, in the you know you're you're on the Jazz home court. Yeah, that's not going to make your fan base particularly happy. Nope. And and I understand if you went to that Jazz game last night, you weren't thrilled. I totally get it. We're not blowing smoke here. Um, we understand that that's a game that the Jazz should have won. And if you paid good money to go that game, we can understand why you're disappointed. But also know that there's an end game here. And the Jazz are going in on the youth movement. And as soon as, you know, and I'd caught wind of it, I think that uh, we kind of alluded to it on the air yesterday. And when you saw it come across the Taylor Hendricks, we are. This is where we're at right now. And buckle up. Sorry, Bowler. But – this is what you're going to see. You got 25 more games left of this. Well, and you got San Antonio as the final home game in this nice little stretch that the Jazz have had. San Antonio comes into Delta Center on Sunday night, and they're 11 and 45. And they they currently have three fewer wins than that Hornets team, and I wouldn't be surprised to see San Antonio beat the Jazz. Oh yeah. Because they're dealing with the best rookie in the NBA, and they're dealing with a team that's trying to figure out if they can win, and they're probably seeing this Jazz team as a pretty ripe piece of fruit to pull off the tree. So I'm not, I'm not expecting the Jazz to go out on Sunday night and get themselves a win. I don't expect – I'm not favoring the Jazz in any game. Any win from this point on is like, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's a bonus. How sad is that? I mean, it's true. It, it is. It's, it, it's bummer. It's a bummer. But I like it goes back to what you're saying, though. I see both sides of this. Like, again, and I've said this all season long, you can be, as a jazz fan, know that this is a youth movement and know that this is a rebuild and also be grumpy about losses to Charlotte. Both things can be absolutely true at the same time. Like, you can be upset that there's no way this team should have lost to Charlotte last night and also understand that the Jazz are going all in on youth. Both things can very much be true, yeah. and you are entitled to having both opinions. I always just wonder how it sits with the big money people. Yes. You know, the people that invested in season tickets and and suites and front rows and – I always wonder how it sits with them because we, we, we jump on air. I mean, we've got media passes. We get out to as many games as we can. We, you know, we do what we can, but we don't, it's not a financial investment for us. Yeah. I'm thinking about the things that I love to do, or I love to go see. And let's say I show up for an MMA event. Well, it's, that's actually a perfect example. People nowadays, they pay for a UFC event, and they show up, and they get a couple of grapplers in the cage. What do they start doing? They start booing because nobody wants to see the wrestling. Nobody wants to see three five-minute rounds or five five-minute rounds. Everybody wants to see the action. Yeah. And I'm not paying. That's why wrestling has never hit mainstream because you, you, unless you wrestle, it's like, oh, well, it's just not. this is not entertainment to me. Yeah. 
I'll watch you watch wrestling in the Olympics and see your passion for it, and I'll sit back and be like, ooh. It's not your favorite. I'm struggling with this. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why, you know, when the UFC puts fighters in, you got to have grappling. you got to have takedown defense. But what people are looking for is the haymaker. Yeah. The Superman punches, the jumps off the fence, you know, the crazy spinning elbows. And I wonder if the money people are looking for that with the Utah Jazz. And I wonder if they put a pressure on anybody. Like, hey, I'm not, this, this isn't what we're doing next year. We're going to hop back in when you guys get this team back in the playoffs. Do you think? I mean, you know uh, corporate I, better than I, I know corporate. I mean, I think that, uh, well, I think there might be a little bit of that, but I also do think that corporations treat those suites and treat those tickets like, hey, guess what? We're going to go to an NBA game last night. It's not about the Jazz. It's about the NBA experience. Okay. And I think more often than not, that's how it goes. And I also know, look, I don't know how the – I haven't been around in that jazz organization for a few years, but I imagine your sales guys are like, okay, well, yes, what? Yeah, you want to come back in when the playoffs are here? We can't guarantee you're going to have that's those. That's not going to happen. So you're going to need to hold on to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, though, those are, those are good points. <clears throat> I just – I guess I just wonder a little bit about that because – And it's a fair concern. B- yeah. Because out of the next 25 games – because of the moves that were made, and I don't want to overemphasize the moves because you you lost Kelly Olenek and Fontecchio. You know, I mean, it's not you, – you didn't lose Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. No. So – You it, didn't lose it's, Donovan and Rudy. It's like you can't fall off the cliff. But you're going to – I think the Jazz will lose 65 70% of these final games. Yes. Yep. All right. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. As uh, – we need to get Tom on here and uh, chat with him as we are live here at the warehouse, giving you all kinds of great deals. And when Tom hops on the air, you know you're going to get a boom. And he's not messing around. How are you, sir? What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. You having a good day? I'm so good looking today. <laughs> I know, man. Your hair is looking sharp today. Thank you. Hey, uh, I was at that game last night. Oh, how'd it go? People there. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of enthusiasm there. Troublesome and worrisome to me because Markinen, his heart's not in it right now. And that scares me. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough situation for sure. There's no doubt about it. But you come on down here, your heart's into this. Amen. And you, you can sell a lot of stuff right now. And the save people right a ton there. of money. The transition that we yep. need to go nuts. Yeah. I'm going to go nuts today. I have 30 California King adjustable beds. And in Utah, you sell one Cal King to seven Kings. So I'm upside down. So I'm going to sell them below what I paid for them. Your choice Either a slit, and this mattress is a Maloof gel-infused memory foam, uh, expensive mattress, nice mattress, with ligate and plat bases. This is a fifty-seven hundred dollar package. We're gonna do it for nine ninety-nine. Under a thousand. Nine ninety-nine. California King, best names in the industry. For a split. Split, but listen, what I'm gonna do? Okay. If you want a solid. Let's say you're not wanting to have a split and you want a solid. I'm going to throw in S-brand mattresses. 
I know what those are. Uh, I've got some Sturges, some Sealy's, some Stearns and Fosters. I've got some Kingsdowns that I'm going to do. I've got uh, all of my inventory of Cal Kings. These are mattresses that I sell for eight ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine. I'm going to do it with an adjustable base for nine ninety nine. Wow, that's incredible! Four days only. That's a great. I'm going to I'm going to go through Tuesday. Not miss this. This is once in a lifetime. Come down, check it out, see the place. Come see Scotty and I. Grab some candy. Say hi to Tom. You've heard him for years. Come say hi to him. Come say hi. 1825 South, 300 West. Again, every time we come down here, there's always great savings. But this one. That's big. This one's a little different. That's a boomer. That's a boomer. This is a big one. That's a DECA boomer. (laughs) Yep. Come on down. Tom's going to hook you up on those California Kings right here on 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. This is this is DJ and PK. Nick Robinson, assistant basketball coach at BYU. Obviously, you tried to educate yourself on the Big 12 and prepare as coaching staff for this move, but you can't know everything. What's the biggest surprise been? You know, I think the biggest surprise is what we were told, but you can't really know until you experience it, that the Big 12 is a gauntlet. Every single night is a physical battle. It's very, very high-level coaching. It's very high-level individual players. It's very high-level teams. We understood that, but we had not experienced it. And now we're 13 games in and have a better sense of what that is and what it means to be in the middle of the gauntlet. And we're uh, super excited about the next game. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai, Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. You're locked on to Han Solson and Scotty Chin. Chin, Chin. That's right. Yeah. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Han Solson, Scott Gerard, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hope you're all having a great Friday. Coming up a little bit later on in the show, 2.30, we'll have a chance to chat with a good friend of ours, Mason Falslev from that Utah State basketball team. I'm excited to catch up with him. Ask him what it's like being on a top top ranked team. Have they re ranked? Did they sneak back in the twenty five? They have not. Nope. They have not re ranked, or they have not. Well, the new ranks will come out on Monday. On Monday, yeah, they'll be back in the top twenty five. I guess depending maybe this weekend, but uh, yeah, we'll see. That San Diego State wins a big win, should, Scotty. That that should help out their cause for sure. I think that tells you a lot. Excited to talk with Mason. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll chat with him coming up at two thirty. We'll have a little NFL Combine preview coming up at one oh five, as the uh, Jazz take the loss last night, one fifteen, one oh seven, and essentially get ready, folks. This is what you're going to be working with. You, you know that update right there. Coach was talking about Taylor Hendricks and what he thought in his first start, and what he saw, and Scotty. I'm definitely you know with the help of Will Hardy and Mike Smith and Thurl and everybody. Like, I'm, I'm definitely learning a lot more about the game. Like, every time I watch and listen, I feel like I learn more. I, th- I feel like I know basketball pretty well. But I know athletes extremely well. Like When I watch speed or explosion or strength or the combination of all those things, 
I can evaluate athlete. Athlete. He's still just a baby. He's twenty. He's still just young. And when he sprung off the court off of, a, I believe it was a Miss Keontae George shot, and he outlept two Charlotte Hornets, ripped the ball out of one of their hands, kind of midair, rotated back towards the basket midair with the ball in his hand and put a touch off the finger that fell into the, the, the basket and took the and one. It, the, those moments are like okay that's a that's a little puppy and that little puppy has gigantic paws i know someday that's going to be a 140 pound dog yeah and taylor hendricks came across to me last night as an eventual 145 pound dog and i i don't know like what the the ultimate ultimate is for him and, and, and you know how my brain works, Scott. You've been doing this with me for years. I watch guys, and I instantly think of guys before them. And, like, some guys that have come before them that I know might be a different position or positional change. The, one of the guys that came to my mind was Derek Favors. I think that Hendricks has more shooting ability, and I actually think he is a better athlete than, you know, what the peak Derek Favors might have been. I think he'll have more speed. Now, he won't have maybe the height. Maybe he won't have the favor's length. But he is going to have so many tools, and he's going to be good. And so I'm all about it, man. Start the ignition on him. Rev him up. Let him go. Now, if it starts affecting his confidence, be really perceptive to that. Same with Keontae George. Yeah. You know, what San Antonio is doing with Victor Wembanyama right now is really important. How they're handling Victor having 11 wins and 45 losses when he's never lost in his life, it's important. Because Victor's confidence could get smashed. His belief in himself could get smashed. He might be thinking, oh, wait, I, I used to drag teams all by my lonesome. In every division, and every stage of my life, I could drag every team to a win. This losing thing, and I can't do it here in the NBA? So you've got to manage those things the right way. Well, and granted, I mean, I'm just going through some of your list of starters uh, that are playing college basketball across the state of Utah right now. And, I mean, you look at, uh, you know, Dallin Hall, who is – you know, I'm trying to uh, trying to figure out when he was born. Um, but I mean, Dallin Hall is an older guy. Um, you look at a guy like well, Derek. Probably still born post 2000. Uh, I I don't. You know, that's the that's the only thing I'm trying to find is his birthday. You know, I'm just looking at some of these guys across that are playing uh, college basketball right now. Um, you know, like Raleigh Wooster, who's at Utah, and I know he's been dealing with injuries. He was born in 2000. Darius Brown at Utah State was born in 1999. He's your starting point guard, and he's 24 years old. Like, I think we got to take a step back here and realize that Taylor Hendricks is younger than Ash. Yeah. He's yeah. Your, your, da- your oldest mm-hmm. daughter. He's younger than my oldest. Mm-hmm. 
you know, Keontae George is about those same is about the same age as our. And just think of the mentality of our kids and throw them into an NBA. And, and it's not not any knock on our kids, but throw them in an NBA pressure cooker. Yeah, I, I also think a Taylor Hendricks story coming out of draft night when when we were sitting there with Coach and Jake and you know the whole crew and we're sitting there on draft night coverage and. I think it was Coach Cleveland that was talking about Taylor Hendricks' decision to even come out because he was such an immediate flash in the pan. It's not like this guy had developed through the ranks for years and and been earmarked as a first-round NBA draft pick. It kind of came around in a flash in a single season. And then we had an opportunity to interview Taylor Hendricks post-draft and either I asked him or Jake asked him uh, about that immediate movement. And I'll just tell people, like, we, when you're stepping into that world of professionalism, it's so eye-opening it, and it's so alarming and it can be so – not the word scare, intimidating. It can yeah. be intimidating. Yeah. And Taylor Hendricks goes out there in a given night with his first start, grabs – what did you say? Was it 28 minutes? 25, 26 minutes. 25, 26 minutes. Yeah. Goes in, nearly gets nearly gets a double-double. 25 minutes, 46 seconds. Nearly gets himself a double-double. 12 and 9. Think about how long it took Donovan Mitchell to get a double-double in this league. Yeah. It was like two years. Yeah, that's a good point. It took him like two years before he had a double assist night or it was a double rebound night. But I remember I was counting the – the games, I'm like, oh, geez, you're 120 games in. This kid hasn't hit a double-double yet. How one-dimensional is he? Now, that one dimension is spectacular, but it took him a long time. Yeah. And, you know, here's Hendricks fighting for boards and doing his things off offensively. So I like it, and I am – like I said, I actually think that it was the, – the timing of the move was brilliant for Will Hardy. Because it gave him the all-star weekend to plan through it. It gave them a little bit of time to let the rest of the team know it, mentally prepare for it, the direction and what we're going to be doing, and then getting some schemes and, man, matchups. How does he match up? And with him starting on the court with Collins and him on the court with Keontae and what's my placement? So it was really a good time to make the move. And then I also think that it takes all the stress off of him for wins and losses. It takes all the stress off. Of yep. Uh, and the one thing, I mean, look, I mean, we talked about his what he's done as a head coach and, and Bowler brought up, well, he signed a five-year contract. Like, there is no part of Will Hardy that's worried about being fired. No. None whatsoever. Look, this is Danny Ainge's golden boy, and nor should he, too, because he's been given – He's been put up against the eight ball a few times. He had a really good team last year. They got decimated at the trade deadline. He had to find a way to try to patch it together at the end of last year. He gets a little bit of an adjustment this year, and again, a trade deadline, loses key pieces, so he's got to readjust on the fly. Mm -hmm. Like the Jazz know what they've dealt for their head coach. They know what he's dealing with, and I think for the most part they've done a great job. And to your point, it's like, all right, this is what we're dealing with. Let's go. Let's make it happen. Yeah, you know, he's been given a turnip a tomato and three bags of salt and there's somebody's like they build me a german chocolate cake it's 
it's like <laughs> I know that I've given you a turnip. Yeah. I'm not expecting you to build me a German chocolate cake. Hey, but if you could figure out a way to make this turnip edible, that would be great. Where do you rank German chocolate cakes in terms of favorite cakes? Uh, not not high. You know, I always, it's high. always something that I always look at like, oh, man, oh, that, that looks that great. Looks that really looks great. Good. And then you get in it, and you're like, eh. A caramely coconut topping. And then you get in it, and you're like, uh, that, nope. is that walnut? That's walnuts, isn't it? That's walnuts. Nope. I forgot. Yeah. This cake sucks. I mean, it, I, I, I've never had like a bad experience, but never what I think it's going to be. It's never what it is, what you think it's going to be. Yeah. And and it's I, I guess it's kind of a it's kind of a detailed cake to make. You know what I really dislike? I hate baklava. Really? Uh, yeah, I hate baklava. I just haven't had a lot of it. Honey and walnuts or, or yeah. whatever's in it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of like the the walnuts in mm-hmm. any kind of pastry. No, like, I don't like the walnuts and fudge. How about and like carrot cake? Like I don't want my I don't want any nuts in carrot cake. Carrot cake can be great. They can't have walnuts. Yeah. But carrot cake non walnut is pretty darn tasty. Yep. It could be really moist. And you know how I am about moisture. I know. You're all about it. Yeah. Yep. All about it. Hands and Scotty, twelve forty nine, what you may have missed. Next, ninety seven five, the KSL Sports Zone. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. We're in Big 12 country now. You know what's really relevant in the Big 12? College basketball. And if the local programs can step up to the competition level, man, we're in for college basketball being really relevant around here and hopefully to stay. And good for BYU for kicking in the door. I didn't think they'd beat Baylor in their first year. Baylor is a upper echelon program. And BYU's beaten Baylor in their first year. Hats off to that program for meeting the challenge. Khalif, obviously the big story with his best outing of the season and got BYU some easy baskets. And then the other thing that BYU did very well is they won the math equation, which is if you're going to let us hit 14 threes, you're going to lose. And that's a smart design from Mark Pope. There's a lot of good going down in Provo in the basketball department and got to give them credit. I 100% admit I was skeptical about it. And what a year. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. On the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies. Yeah. We've got you covered. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the Sports Zone. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? I am one of those melodramatic fools. Hands and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Happy Friday, everybody. The weekend is here. Let's go. Let's do this. I'm becoming a bracketology dope. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, because when you got teams in the state that are looking for seating, yeah. you, know, you sit there and you go through all these different bracketology options, and <laughs> I found one today. So it's got BYU as a six seed. Yeah. Guess who they've got playing in at the eleven. Please say Utah. Nope. No. Former West Coast Conference foe. Gonzaga? Yeah. Wow. Gonzaga, I mean, this is funny. BYU leaves the big tw- or the West Coast Conference, and then Gonzaga takes a slide. Yeah. Go figure. They would have absolutely won the West Coast. Well, <laughs> I think. But, the, you know, they probably lost to LMU. Yeah. There would have been some weird road loss to Pepperdine in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. You, you go and you, you just count on it every year. You, you hit the curb at Santa Clara and you just can't get over it. Like, I don't know what it was. So 
I'd like to say they would have won the West Coast Conference. Because St. Mary's is better, but... But... But they play into it or, or you know, how much sway they've got in it. But But everybody knows classic pairings that bring interest, bring numbers, and a BYU-Gonzaga matchup would be... Oh, man. Oh. I would love it so much. Uh, BYU seems to be hovering in that four to six range. Utah State anywhere from like the six to eight range I've been seeing. Um, and so, but but those are good signs that those two teams right now are pretty safely in the tournament. And Utah with a nice win over. Uh, yeah. And he... Or no, yesterday, wasn't it? Was that just, or was it Wednesday? Maybe he was. He was so open and so great, fun to talk to, and you know he was talking about Utah and where they currently sit and his expectations. I know that, and he knows it. They've got work to do, but it would be nice to see Utah get their stride a little bit, finish Look, out strong. Still, again, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for Weber State to win the Big Sky tournament and for Utah to sneak in as an at-large. Uh, if they can string together some wins and maybe go on a run in the Pac-12 tournament and uh, see all – see four teams from the state of Utah in the tournament. I had somebody tell me that Weber State's got the best basketball player in the state. Oh, yeah, Dylan at Jones. college level. Yeah. I saw he was seven times conference player of the week, I think, yeah. now. Yeah, that dude's special. He's really special. Uh, and, and, frankly, might be the most NBA-ready player in the state of Utah right now. Really? Yeah, I mean, just that the body that he has and the skill set that he has, I think he translates to the next level. I love Weber State. I really do. I love it. I love the way they manage it. I love what that school has become. My mom got a nursing degree there. And um, watching that thing stabilize and hold on to good coaches and hire good coaches. And I'm really hoping that – they can find a little bit of success and get things going with their football team. Um, I know that there were some that were skeptical of this coaching hire and this coaching staff hire, but I'm hoping they turn the corner and surprise people and remind them it's Weber State. Weber State's yep. got a solid base. Absolutely. All right, Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Tom's hanging out with us. We're live here at the Warehouse 300 West. Uh, come on down, 1825 South. Let's get you squared away. And, Tom, all kinds of great savings going on down here. And what you talked about last time was just incredible. Uh, let's keep it going. We are going to re- remind everybody that we have a California King deal on an adjustable bed. Your choice, solid or split, nine ninety nine. Uh I cannot convey to you more clearly that this is the best deal that we've ever done on any split or solid adjustable bed. Now think about it. A $6,000 package for $9.99 and there's nothing wrong with it. It's brand new in a box. Uh, mattress. The splits are Maloof mattresses and Maloof is a Cash Valley company. Oh yeah. Uh, big uh, one of the leaders in the industry, uh, their uh, their mattresses are some of the finest mattresses made 
these mattresses you'd pay two grand for, and then put the bases with it. Nine ninety nine is insane. That's a great number. It's insane. If people have ever thought about getting them to split, now's the time. Now let's talk about a solid, or excuse me, a regular king. I have a regular king with therapeutic mattresses. This is a $5,700 package on sale. Uh, rooms to go, which they don't have stores in Utah, but these rooms to go has it online for 5700 bucks. We're going to do a split king, um, Liggett and Platt basis, $1,999. There you go. Now, that just tells you how unbelievable the cow king deal is. But if you need a regular king, because your bedroom set is a king bedroom set, nineteen ninety nine for that deal is the best deal we've ever done. Mm. It's nuts. Now, let's just talk mattresses. I'm going to do, um, and we did this last week, and we had an, an enormous response. I'm going to do therapeutic mattresses. Uh, one of the better brands, Queens and Kings only. I've got Queens that I'm going to do $299, $399, $499. These are values $1,200 to $2,500. $299. This is the entry-level mattress that you fill the springs as soon as you sit on it. Come look at these mattresses. These are 13 to 16-inch mattresses, $299, $399, $499. Great deals. And then I have a few Kings I don't have a few. I have several kings left, but we're going to do kings. Three ninety nine, four ninety nine, seven ninety nine. The seven ninety nine. It's a thirty seven hundred dollar mattress. It's amazing. Last but not least, for this break, I have queens only left. I don't even have to talk about it. It's such an incredible deal. Kings down. Queens for two ninety nine, three ninety nine, four ninety. That's insane. Those are amazing. It really is. Come on down. Insane. It's mattress time, people. Yep. Boom. It is. And you do deliver. We do. Yep. You need delivery, we'll take care of you. Financing, if you have bad credit, no problem. We'll take care of you. If you have a checking account uh, and a job, I'll get you financing. Love it. 1825 South, 300 West. It's the warehouse. Tom and the crew ready to get you squared away. It's all right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Any part of the show, every moment of every show is available in podcast form by searching Hanson Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at kslsports.com. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We have all kinds of candy up for grabs here. We got all, all kinds of jazz gear. I want you to stop by 1825 South, 300 West. It's a Friday. Sun's out. It's a little chilly outside, but nothing too bad. Come on, it's February. It's about as good as you're going to get here in Utah in February. Come on down. Check out all the great deals. Tom's just blowing everything out here at the warehouse. Uh, great furniture up for grabs. Stop by, hang out, grab some candy, and let's go before Hans and I eat it.
I'm ready to. I'm ready. You know what? I'm ready to fall off the wagon a little bit. Let's do it, man. What are you starting with? The Milky I Way. Know. I don't know, man. The mounds. Probably. Uh, what do we got over there? Twix. Probably, probably. If I were to, if I were to get crazy, I'd probably go with the uh, Twix. Or the, is there a Snickers in there? There's Snickers. No, no, no. Got hundred grand still in there. Ooh, forgot about the hundred grand. Reese's highly Cup. underrated candy bar. Come down, have some candy, sit in these nice couches. Come check out these bed deals that Tom's been talking about, and just come see the warehouse. Come say hi to Scotty and I, and see why we love it down here, and see why these beds fly off the shelf. You, you won't find a better price on a bed anywhere. Guarantee Mom and that. Pop's coming down here. Mom and Dad are coming down to buy a bed. They're going to come down about 3 o'clock. They're looking at a split adjustable king is what they're looking for. So it'll be fun to have them come down and just see what what I love about this place so much. Like you're going to spend a third of your life in that bed. You might as well make sure it's a good one. Yeah. Yep. So let's go. Let's get you squared away. Uh, Mark Harlan was hanging out with us. Uh, Really great conversation. Some good stuff from him. Some great insight. And uh, one thing I like about Mark is that he's pretty transparent on stuff. And, uh, you know, we had asked and uh, I, I went back and listened to the conversation this morning. And I, I, you know, frankly, I told him, I'm like, look, I, I had to, you know, I would have bet my paycheck that that BYU-Utah game was going to be at the end of the year. And I said, was that a Big 12 move or that was that your move? And he said, you know, look, it's something that we wanted. And he goes, I won't speak for Tom, but I don't think Tom was too far off in wanting that too. We apparently got the vibe from Mark that they didn't want to play that game at the end of the year. Does that, that surprise you? Yeah, it does. It does, but it doesn't because Mark's got some experience with playing rivalry games in front of big-time conference championship games. Yeah. And I don't think BYU or Utah wants that. Yeah. Well, and he also talked about the fact that he gets Kyle Whittingham involved in those schedules as well. Here's Mark Harlan talking about that. Yeah, you got to. I mean, you know, football is interesting, right, because it really takes the athletic director and or designate to, to do a lot of the, the groundwork. But rule of thumb number one is you, you got to be in close communication. So anytime we're getting close with the team, you know, we'll, we'll talk to Kyle um, about it. And, you know, I can't remember a time where he gave me a thumbs down since I've been here. Uh, you know, Florida, thumbs up. LSU, thumbs up. Now, LSU and Wisconsin are out there a little bit. Maybe he was looking <laughs> looking at the calendar and not quite as concerned. But <laughs> always, always, always go to him and uh, we, we talk it through. And now, you know, with, with, the, with the 12-team playoff and all that madness that's going on out there, you know, we still got a lot of games to fill. So we'll, we'll be working really closely because you got to be really strategic as we move forward. So you heard me kind of chuckle there where he said, uh, he might, might might not be looking at that Wisconsin-LSU game. Yeah. That Wisconsin game is five years away. So I don't know. It was just kind of interesting to hear him say, well, he might not be looking at Wisconsin or LSU. He might not care about that, maybe tipping his hand a little bit. But that would put Kyle right near his 70s. Yeah. That put him at 69. He's not coaching that game. <laughs> I can't. I, I hope. Oh, I, I do too. I can't I imagine. Lavelle did? Yeah. You know, and I don't know if he's currently in the mode of, well, <laughs> what, am I, what else am I going to do? You know, I really did feel like when Kyle Whittingham got a little taste of freedom during COVID. Because he, he got a little taste of freedom. Yep. And he's, uh, as, as you know, he's 
all about the game of golf now. Yeah, and he he spread his wings and he went countrywide and he he went and had a blast and good for him. He needed it. Yeah, he deserves it. And I I had an opportunity to just have a casual conversation with him about it and you know, he he was talking about spending time with his amazing wife and his beautiful grandkids and golf and and I I'm clicking in my head like this dude's loving that freedom. But then COVID goes away, and it's almost like he's like, yeah, that was a nice break. All right, let's go for the next 15 years I or whatever it is. And and I know that Lavelle Edwards is a hero, is a mentor, and is an idol of his. And I wonder a little bit if he looks at it, and he's like, he left when he was 70. Why not coach till I'm 70? What, oh, so what am I going to do, just go to move to Hawaii and rot on a beach? Like, I can go to Hawaii. I can take three, four weeks. I can go do that. If I need to start giving myself a little bit more time and delegating a little bit more to Andy or a little bit more to Morgan or a little bit more to whoever, I can do that. Yeah. Well, well, that's the question, can he? Like, in theory, yes, and Lavelle did a tremendous job of that. But deep down, can Kyle truly just say, Morgan, it's yours. Andy, go ahead and do your thing. I think he can until he has a special team season like he did, was it last season or two, two seasons? Two seasons ago. Two seasons ago. Yeah, where it was really miserable. So I think he can until he sees the wheels come off the car, and then he's like, okay. <laughs> so we we had five punts blocked this year? Well, yeah, Coach um, – yeah, but about y- your five weeks in Hawaii, how how were those? How were that? You had a good time, right? <laughs> and I don't know if he spent more time or took more time or delegated more. I don't know. But I just remember thinking, uh, this isn't going to fly in the Kyle Whittingham regime. Yeah. So I could see him having a blast and delegating and taking more time and spending more time with his amazing wife. And I could see that. And then continuing to be the head coach at the University of Utah until he's close to 70? I just – well, look, I do think that there is a certain element of coaches, and Jim Harbaugh said this in an interview. He's like, look, you play as long as you can play, and then when you can't play anymore, then you coach, and then you coach as long as you can coach, and then you die. And that's what he said. He goes, look. Football is who I am, and I will be involved in football until I kick o- kill over and die, and then they bury me. And I just – I think Kyle – because Kyle used to say all the time back in the day, he's like, I'm not going to p- coach past 61. I'm not going to coach past 62, you know, or what? Yeah, there was, a, there was a year there, and he's blown right past that. But I think he originally tried to set some boundaries for himself, but I do think that these guys are wired in such a way that they don't know what to do. Like yeah. they're, they're, I it's think their love. It's and... the only thing that may scare them mm-hmm. is the thought of what's my identity if I'm not coaching. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like Kyle's got enough money in the bank. We all know he's extremely frugal. So financially, he never needs to work another day in his life if he doesn't want to. Right. But. Can, is there is golf enough to satisfy him? Is travel enough to satisfy him? Are grandkids enough to keep him busy? Because that's the guy that's just wired to always be doing something. But did you hear the way Mark Harlan said it, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
How he it, it, that was unprovoked. No, no, no. He yeah. kind of rolled it in. He's like, yeah, we we include Kyle on everything, but you know, I don't think he's interested in Wisconsin LSU. Yeah, Wisconsin's in 2028. Yeah, he. That I mean, he's not coaching that. There's no way. There's no way. He, so, like I said, he he would be approaching. I think he turns 70, maybe November of 28, or or 69 or 70 November of 28, somewhere in there. I'm pulling up his birthday here. Kyle Whittingham, born in 1959, so he's currently 64. So he would be 69 years old. Yeah, for that for that game. He's a November birthday, isn't he? Uh, hold on, I don't have his. I have his so November he, 21st. Yeah, yeah, 1959. So he would be he would be turning he'd be turning 69 just after that season. Correct. Yep. F- finishes. Yep. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he won't be there. But I also don't think it's a foregone conclusion we don't see him in 2025 coaching at Wyoming. Yeah. You know, so I, I do think it's all the way up in the air. You know, Scotty, I'll put it in our terms. I, for the first 10 years of my radio career, I was like, man, so, okay, I got to grow up someday. and try to get a job doing something and then i'm like but why leave radio this is really incredible and then you know i set a number of oh okay yeah 55 for sure pulling the plug on the radio thing and and then i'm gonna grow up yeah figure out something the problem is you and i are you know we're gonna be stumbling up on 55 and if we're still having fun why stop and we still have people that tune into this show we're not stopping no and then your mind goes to, well, yeah, but when I can collect Social Security and, and and I'm at that tender age of 65, then for sure I'm gone. What if we're 65 and we're still sitting here and we're still loving conversations about football and, and the jazz and, and people are still like, man, I, I know they're old, but dang, they're funny. Well, And we have Major League Baseball and NHL to break down. Which we absolutely will by then. Uh, yep. You know, I just think that Kyle, every year Kyle takes another step, and he's like, well, why? Why Why would I leave? This is amazing. We keep winning. People love me. I love my staff. I don't want to disrupt the staff because if I leave. That's another element, too. I think there's there's probably a part of that. Yeah. If, if I leave, is it absolutely Morgan's job? Do I need to ensure that? And if I do leave, guess what I'm going to be doing? golfing in the offseason, hanging around the program, and would be here as a head coach anyways, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So I I know it's a, a lot of selfishness on my part. I want to see Kyle as long as I can, but I, I still think we could see him in that, in that 2028 season coaching against Wisconsin. Here's Mark Harlan also talking about the BYU-Utah game, as I was referencing, being not at the end of the year, but being on November 9th. I think the best way I I can say that is it was a very communicative process with the Big 12, Tom and I. I think, you know, from my standpoint, don't ever want to speak for Tom, but where I was on it was that I wasn't wedded to it. And, you know, I want to maximize it. 
for television because it deserves it. The Holy War deserves it. And so I just told the Big 12, and obviously Tom was in agreement, that let's just put it at a place that's great. Now, one could argue that, uh, and gosh, we experienced that here. What year was that? 2019 when we played BYU at the last game of the year. It's when they took that 20 yeah. lead. And then we had to go uh, six days later and play in the Pac-12 championship game. And that was just a that was a physical, hard game, as they always are with BYU, and then turn around and go to the championship game. So maybe a little clue there in my thinking, too, that, you know, we're aspirational to be in Dallas for that championship game. I'm sure BYU is, too. And, uh, you know, maybe playing that rival game quickly was in my mind. But at the end of the day, if they put it there, we would have said, let's go. But I think, you know, what we said was we're not wedded to that. And folks were maybe for that or against that in the community. But, um, you know, I think it's just a few weeks before that now, right where it fell, and I imagine it'll be a real prime time type telecast. Uh, he said, I imagine it will be a real prime time type telecast. So I think they have been feeding a bit of info on it of if we place it here, we know what our competitive market looks like, who's going to be on, and we can bill it as and build it as the prime game for that day I, yes. I get that yeah well and they have staggered a lot of the big 12 um Rivalries. rivalry games yeah, they have which you know honestly makes i get that makes sense you know if you stack them all on one day maybe some get lost in the shuffle a little bit so you take one week and really focus in on one then the next week you focus on another and you just kind of spread them out so you know brett your mark you know maybe onto something there and Yes, I do think, and it's always funny, like coaches are like this and now ADs are like this, and maybe this came from Kyle, and Kyle's telling Mark, I do not want to play that game. I have a really good team. We have a chance to be playing it before the Big 12 championship game because in Kyle's mind, he's going back to that game in 2019 when they had to have the miraculous comeback, and they may not have, have had anything left in the tank six days later. Well, I told you when I would like to play that game. I, I've told you, I don't want a bye week. I want a short week. Yes. Play me on a Saturday night against TCU. Play me on a Saturday night against Houston. Play me on a Saturday night against Cincinnati. And then play me on a Thursday night against University of Utah. Less time for chirping. Less time for talk. Less time for, you know, mental stumbles. And more time to jump on the field and go nuts. That's what I want. I mean, I love the fact personally that we have two weeks to talk about it, but I'm not going to lie. By the time Friday rolls around and we still have another eight days before that game, you and I are going to be like, oh, man, what else can we talk about here? It's just what we did with the Super Bowl. Yeah. And you get through that first week and you're like, uh, you almost kicked the can down the road a little bit of any conversation of it because you're like, man, it's going to be overload next week. So let's find different topics this week. And – I think for those two teams with the bye week, I think they get in their own minds. Yes. And I think they could overthink it and over game plan it. And I think players will make could potentially make more mistakes. I just don't like it. What I do, however, like what I, what I find somewhat beneficial in that moment. Was it November 9th? Yes. Okay. You get to November 9th. There's a good chance that, Brant Keithy is not available. There's a good chance that... Don't want to say it, but Cam Rising. There's a good chance that Cam Rising is would not be available, or 
that Retzloff or whoever. Bohannon or whoever, yeah. Or whoever yeah. that is going to be out there isn't available. And that gives you another week to really press your veterans and be like, hey, hey, we're at the end of the season. We know where we are record-wise. We need this game to be in the Big 12 hunt. We're still there, so let's get you back next week and let's get you back in this game. So I do like that. It, yeah. we, we could see guys heal that otherwise wouldn't if it was a shortened week. Hans and Scotty, 126. We're live here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, Tom is just blowing up all kinds of great savings right now here, Hans. Yeah. Uh, we got split kings, um, adjustables, uh, just all kinds of great savings going on right now. Well, I like having an opportunity to talk a little bit about the warehouse. Um, I want you to come down and see the showroom. And more than anything, I want you to be able to compare the prices of all these name brand pieces of furniture that we have here in the store to any of these big brand dealers. Compare the prices. And you'll see that Tom absolutely kills it with his pricing here at the warehouse. And I know he's got stocked with beds, but... It's couches. And I was thinking about this. If you're starting an Airbnb, if you're having to furnish a, an apartment, if you've got a newlywed Newly couple. Newly married. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And you're trying to start something. Like, this is it because it's not that used, beat up, stinky furniture. This is all brand new out of the box stuff. And you can get anything from a coffee table to a TV stand to a couple of lamps all the way to your couches and beds. You got it all. Man, you're good. You ought to do this for a living. <laughs> oh, man, Tom, I do love it. I love the fact that somebody can come down here and furnish a home for basically nothing. Well, we let's talk about the Coach Mac special. Little uh, Coach yeah, Mac love. Coach Mac came in here doing the Football Friday show, and he said, Tom, I want to do a whole house for $5,000. Okay. And he said that on the air. Yeah. And, and I... A whole house for five grand. And so I swallowed. To me, a whole house is a couple of bedrooms, dining, living room, sofas, coffee table, uh, everything that you need for a whole house. And I said, okay, let's figure it out. We've now become famous for the Coach Mac special. For the whole house. I'm going to do a Coach Mac special upon his special. Okay. I'm going to do two adjustable queen beds, a queen bedroom set. Headboard, footboard, rails, dresser, nightstand, mirror. Okay. I'm going to do a sofa and love or a sectional, your choice, oh. with a three-piece occasional table, coffee table, two end tables, a dining room set, table, and four chairs. Four chairs. Okay. For thirty-nine ninety-nine, four grand. See, that's fun to think of. Yeah. Because if I'm if I'm newly you married, can't buy one of those queen beds for that. No, I know that that's. that's I guess because it's an adjustable. Is what yeah. you're throwing at. If if I'm newly married and I hear that number, I'm because I can set that on a payment. As you were talking about your financing capabilities, I can set that on a payment. I can have brand new furniture, a brand new table Get to your eat mom off and of. dad to yeah. give it to you as your wedding gift. As yeah. a wedding gift. And you're not getting some right. hand me down that Listen, who knows how much. If you know. somebody's giving you, if somebody is giving you their old mattress to sleep on as a newlywed, dust mite, and they've had it for 10 years. Yeah. That's disgusting. Do you want somebody else's dust mites? Uh, no. No. I no. don't want my own dust mites. No. Yuck.
<laughs> Come down. Yuck. Check out the Coach Max special. You can see all the pieces. Tom's got them right we're here gonna, in the warehouse. Next break, we're going to talk about the upholstered furniture. Okay. We've been talking a lot about beds and mattresses, upholstery. I'm going to go nuts. Ooh, let's have fun. 1825 Boom. South, 300 West. Uh, whether you need, uh, you know, that California King adjustable or you're just a newlywed, you need a queen to just get you started, Tom's going to get you squared away. 1825 South, 300 West. It's the warehouse. Boom. Right here on The Zone. You need to see this jazz team up close and in person. Oh, that was filthy! Listen all day, every Tuesday, for your chance to win jazz tickets. As The Zone will give away jazz tickets at 30 past the hour, every hour, all day long. It's Jazz Ticket Tuesday. Every Tuesday, all season long, presented by UCCU. Love where you bang. And on your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. It's time to saddle up and talk about the winners and the losers. This is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, here's the good. It is your good, it is your bad, it is your ugly right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone, brought to you by RGS Exteriors and Construction, obsessed with quality results. Well, Hans, it's been a horrible situation for Matariza. Uh, was accused of the worst of the worst. Yeah, the and, worst uh, of the worst. And uh, and uh, was one of his accuser named him in a rape lawsuit. The Bills immediately released him in 2022. I saw this guy play. He was probably one of the best punters to ever play in college football. Uh, the dude was nicknamed Punt God for a reason. He was just a bomber when it came to punting at the collegiate level at San Diego State. Gets drafted. Um, and then doesn't play a single down because all of a sudden the accusations hit in August of 22, and the Bills immediately release him. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say his legal situation has cleared up considerably. Uh, police in San Diego announced that he would not be charged in any crime. Uh, then the following year, the woman who filed the original lawsuit decided to drop his name from the suit which then obviously opened a door for his NFL return and now admitted to false accusal and admitted to accusing him falsely. And now the Chiefs have said, all right, let's go. And uh, he will now try to make that Chiefs roster. Let's go. Let's go. Hope he has a 15-year career. Hope he smashes the air out of that football. This case has made me so bitter so deeply angry it is just this is the worst thing that can happen for women it's the worst thing that can happen false accusals and admittance to such seeking for money or seeking for fame or acknowledgement and completely destroying the name of an individual it it, it takes credibility and it throws it all out the window so now instead of believing women we got to take our time and we got to really prosecute go through trial before we can say oh yeah she she was speaking the truth yeah because they come out and and we got situations where good men get pulled into bad situations i'm not saying he's an angel i don't know maybe he was there maybe there was parts of it I don't know, but when you're accused and you lose your job and it's high profile and then the smear campaign that came with it, 
for Arisa. Scotty, it was horrible, man. Yeah, yeah. And I've tried to put myself in his shoes because I had some false accusations come down on me. And your whole world starts to collapse and you get tunnel vision and you hyperventilate and you, you think you're you think your life is ending. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you told the story. BYU is ready to boot you out, if not for Lavelle. Absolutely. On, on a false accusal. It was it was actually really terrifying. And what what I was accused of, it could absolutely not have happened. And it's horrifying, man. It's really a scary deal. So, you know, I look at this and I, and I want him to just blow it up. And then the other thing, Scotty, you know, let's let's just say let's just say somebody that's a part of the zone gets accused, and he's fired before any trial, before any evidence, before any before any investigation investigation yeah, yeah he's fired he's fired based off the accusation which is what came down with the rise now the pressure comes hard on these nfl teams oh yeah you better take action immediately well is there not something there for him against the bills to say guys you ruined my reputation you fired me i told you straight to your face i was innocent and you essentially said i don't care uh, well, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know the rules on that. I don't. Um, I do know, like, Utah is an at-will state, so you can essentially get fired for anything. Um, you so know. they could just say, uh, you, you left your shirt untucked too many times. Uh, pretty much, yeah. I mean, look, there's 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 certain things, you know, age, race, um, sexual orientation. I mean, there's certain things you cannot fire people over, but – you can find excuses for it. But you can find excuses, and an accusation like this, I think, I don't think there's any protection from that, at least in at-will states. Now, he had a contract, but we all know NFL contracts mean nothing, and you can get cut for anything. So, well, I don't know. And it's in New York where laws are wacky. So. Yeah, so so you're right. I, I, I don't know the legal situation. I would like to think, I mean, if I arise, I would love to pursue an unlawful termination suit. I sure the hell would. Yeah. I'd go for defamation on the woman. I go for unlawful termination on the team, and I would go scorched earth on everybody that laid my name the wrong way. Yeah. Because I did not do this heinous act. It's not like he was accused for shoplifting. Like Winona Ryder can get over it. Just get over it. You're fine. I love how we bring up Winona Ryder and shoplifting. So you took a shirt from Dillard's. Wah. Matt's being accused of the worst. Yeah, and, and guess what? He's doing everything he can, no charges, she withdrew, and yet his name will always be linked to this. Yeah, and, and that's why when people say, oh, man, let it go. He's a punter in the NFL. It's fine now. His life's going to be great. To me, it's like, no. No, no it'll carry no, this with him forever. No, I'm not letting this happen to another man. Yeah. I'm not going to let another man suffer a complete national humiliation. Loss of job, uh, over a year's worth of verbal punishment. What was he? And by the way, what was he? A fourth round pick? Yeah, he was. So, he was high. So he's like two years of of several million dollars of salary that are that it's now gone. Yes. And so he's not getting that back. 
I mean, he could sign tomorrow with the Chiefs and make that roster, and he'll be making good money, but you can't go back in time and get those millions of dollars back. And I really believe that we have to hand down the same sentences to the false accusers that we would to those that are accused in an effort to stop the false accusals. Yeah. Don't disagree. It has to be a substantial mark that when anybody's like, oh, he's got money. Trevor Bauer, oh, my gosh, I got to get in on that money. Text messages exchanged with her best friend and her best friend saying, you better go get that bank. And you got text messages of it. And Trevor Bauer loses a name, an image, a job, millions. Yeah, he roughed her up. But she obviously was a part of the whole thing trying to get in on the money. Yeah. Yep. And the, these instances just, they just devastate me, man. I, I feel terrible for people that have to go through, men or women, because women get hit on the false accusals too. They get pulled into terrible, terrible lies and scams and terrible things. We've got to come down on the liars. Got to get it stopped. Hands and Scotty, there's your good. Let's get to the bad. Now the bad. Well, I thought this was interesting, and it's sad. Anytime you see a good person head to the Raiders, it's inevitable that something's going to pop up. Jimmy Garoppolo has been suspended. Yes. For the first couple games of, uh, of next season. So what are the Raiders going to do at the quarterback position? Uh, I mean, you tell me, Mr. Fan. Like what what, what would you like to do? Lloyd, you tell me. What would no, you like to do? No, you're the fan. You Now you tell us. Where do they go from here, Hans? Well, I'm going to let you guys figure this out. For those of you wondering what exactly happened, Jimmy Garoppolo was popped for performance-enhancing drugs. And now that leaves you basically with Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer. So you tell me, what would you rather do, Aiden Um, O'Connell or Brian Hoyer? Aiden O'Connell, are you kidding me? We already know who Brian Hoyer is. (laughs) (laughs) Give me Aiden O'Connell. Without a doubt, I think they brought and in Anthony Brown. But... Really, really, you're gonna you're gonna take performance enhancing drugs, and you, there's no performance enhancement with you. Still terrible quarterback. <laughs> oh, Where's God. the enhancement? Suspend, suspended for the first two games of the 2024 season for violating the policy of performance enhancing substances. His contract should be void. They're probably gonna try to void his contract. I would imagine. Um, Get out of that. Well, I know the Raiders are gonna. The Raiders yeah. are going to release him. Yeah. So. Well, they were going to release him anyway, right? They haven't released him yet, have they? No, I've but not... you have to wait until like June 1st or there's he, dates that you have to hit. They were going to release him anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dang it, Jimmy. You didn't even need it, Jimmy. No. <laughs> so help me. If you he ends up in that. Denver, I'm going to be ticked. Now, that's a landing spot that might actually work out. <laughs> Shut up, Lloyd. Hey, did you... <laughs> Are you kidding me? The quarterback guru, he he can't you guys he get can't so handle serious thing. <laughs> Lloyd, I'm just telling you right now that was the most serious shut up that Scotty's ever handed down. He was dead serious. If anybody can think, fix I, Jimmy I, I, G, I just, it's Sean Payton. Let's be honest. Sean Payton, yeah, because he did such a bang up job with Russ. <laughs> oh, I was oh, listening. That, to that's, that's, that's one time. Going to be next year is Russ. Oh no no! I was listening to Ocho Cinco on a podcast today, and. 
he said Russell Wilson is 100% locked and headed to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, really? The yeah. Steelers? Ocho Cinco said, oh, no, no. And then I think he was on with um, uh, Shannon Sharp, I think. Okay. And Shannon was like, no, no, no. Russell Wilson is uh, – oh, that – C.J. Stroud is coming to – was it C.J. Stroud? No, you're thinking of Fields. Oh, yeah, Justin Fields is coming to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Ocho Cinco shuts him down. He's like, no, 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 you're way off. He, goes, he said, I've actually got the script. Ocho Cinco claims that he's got the script, that Russell Wilson's headed to Pittsburgh. Justin Fields will be a free agent, or he, Justin Fields will be looking for a home because he's getting out of Chicago. Somebody's going to give up a first-round pick for Justin Fields. And so help me if that's Denver, after I, on the air, said do not draft Sertan, draft Justin <laughs> Fields. And so help me if they give up a first-round pick for Justin Fields, I'm going to lose my mind When again. they had a chance to get him as a first-round pick. <laughs> Lloyd, roll on this. If the Broncos trade a first-round pick for Justin Fields, make room on that bandwagon. The three of us will be diehard Raider fans. There we go. Uh, lock and load that, Mark. Lloyd, just in case. If Justin Fields is on the board at nine and Denver goes a different direction and goes defense, Lloyd. Come on over to the Raiders, my man. Let's go. Let's ride. <laughs> Raider Nation. I'm not going to lie. You've struggled with your Raider fandom through the I last know. Yeah, year. I, I, just I have as not much been as a hands. Raiders fan. <laughs> I, I deserve I deserve to be better for you as a friend because I know nobody's a bigger Raiders fan than you are. And I feel like I've let you down there. They're my heart and soul. I know. I know. Lifetime. All right. Hans and Scotty, we'll get to the ugly. Uh, we'll push that back into sports. It's a real bad ugly, too. Yeah. Really sad story. Uh, Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. We're in Big 12 country now. You know what's really relevant in the Big 12? College basketball. And if the local programs can step up to the competition level, man, we're in for college basketball being really relevant around here and hopefully to stay. And good for BYU for kicking in the door. I didn't think they'd beat Baylor in their first year. Baylor is a upper echelon program. And BYU's beaten Baylor in their first year. Hats off to that program for meeting the challenge. Khalif, obviously the big story with his best outing of the season and got BYU some easy baskets. And then the other thing that BYU did very well is they won the math equation, which is if you're going to let us hit 14 threes, you're going to lose. And that's a smart design from Mark Pope. There's a lot of good going down in Provo in the basketball department and got to give him credit. I 100% admit I was skeptical about it. And what a year. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. It's time to span the globe for the hard-hitting news you care about. Well, not really. But hey, at least we found it interesting. This is Whole World News on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We've got got the whole world in our hands. It's another edition of Whole World News right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Happy Friday. We're going to chat with Tom here from the warehouse momentarily. Uh, But, Hans, I want to know what you would do in this situation. Okay. Let's say Amanda is a big wig with a merger and acquisition firm, and you're just sitting there at home. You're prepping for the show. She's in the other room. 
she's on Zoom calls. You can hear everything she's saying. And all of a sudden, you realize something big's about to go down. Tyler Loden, uh, his wife, worked for BP Mergers and Acquisitions. And over the course of two months, he's listening in on all of her Zoom calls as there's a big acquisition about to go down with a place called Travel Centers of America. And Tyler realizes that this is a big deal and says, thinks to himself, you know what? What I can be doing right now is I can be buying 46,000 uh, 46, shares in Travel Centers of America. He does just that. The deal was announced on February 16th. Uh, the stock then soars by 71%. He then sells all those shares and makes $1.8 million. Brilliant. Well, <laughs> until all of a sudden, now this is the story. I want to know how much of the story you believe because the missus says, hey, um, I realize that we have an extra $2 million. What's going on? He's like, well, you know that deal with Travel Centers of America? Uh, you were really loud when you were talking on your Zoom calls, and uh, I bought a bunch of shares. So he confessed to his wife what happened. Um, he said, but baby, I wanted to do this for you so you didn't have to work those long hours. Well, she immediately reports no. this to her bosses at BP. Nope. Nope. And they still end up firing her, even though they don't have any evidence that she knowingly leaked information. She has now moved out. The couple has been divorced, and he is now being uh, charged with insider trading by the by the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. So you said the last name was Pelosi, or what was uh, the? Stop it, Loden. Oh, uh, do better. And by the way, I. I yeah, I thought, I thought that's the name I heard. I'm sorry. Oh man! So you overhear it, you get a little inside trader. Yeah, don't information. You just, don't you just kind of keep your mouth shut? I do only because I know, unless you got certain protections, like some, I know what the outcome is what are you doing? for individuals out there that pull off illegal trading, and it is not good, Scotty. Lloyd, it is not good. Don't you do this to me. So, the answer here is if I got, if I heard my wife in on conversations, no, not doing it. I'm not doing it. Because now she's lost her job. By the way, I bet they made up that story. I, I'm sure she was in cahoots. Uh, that's what I think. Too. Yeah. 100%. She probably said to her husband, so would they have gotten away with it, do you think? Uh, if she doesn't take it to the board, I I think I think she took it to the board because she realized that he did it so sloppily that he he was going to get caught, and she tried to get out in front of it. Had he been a little bit more careful and maybe used a shell corporation or something like that, I don't think they report it. Oh, I think gosh. she's realizing I got to save I got a CYA here. Oh my gosh! And now she's out of a job. Did they have to give the money back? I uh, don't know. I'm, I'm assuming so. I don't know. They're going to get huge fines for the security. I mean, fraud. the fines are going to be just enormous, and he's going to spend time in prison. But, yeah, anyway. I'm just telling you, don't think you can get away with these things. Like, well, people mean, who think they I mean, can get away with this stuff. Some, some people can. I, I, <laughs> there are some. Yeah. But you got to know what you're doing. If you think you could get away with illegal trading – you got something else coming. Yeah, even Martha Stewart got hammered. That's a perfect example. Yep. Even when you think you're above the law, the law could still get you. Yep. 
All right, Hans and Scotty, Tom's with us from uh, the warehouse. Come on by, hang out with us, 1825 South, 300 West. All kinds of great savings. You don't even need $2 million in the bank, Tom, to come on down here. Remember, I'm slow now. I'm really slow. The only ones that can get away with the law are the ones that write the laws. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and we won't say the P word. All right. Well, we'll let's talk say, about mattresses. We'll just shall say we? the lawmakers. I'm not. I'm not ready to get into meetings today, Tom. So not, let's. Not it's good. a Friday. I don't. No, wanna, I, I don't want to. I meeting. didn't say anything. We Hans have, has already done enough damage. We have a passions collection from Kingstown. Some of the nicest. The Francisco P. Passions collection is one of the nicest mattresses in the industry i have a queen passions look it up uh the francisco passions collection francisco model uh fifty six hundred dollar queen seven hundred ninety nine dollars wow that's the p i was talking about there you go seven ninety nine you can get away with it because you heard it right here, and it's not inside Trader. I can do whatever I want. Correct. Because right. yep. you set the prices. I talked about talking about upholstery. Let's play a game, Hans. How much is this two-piece set you're sitting on? Is that the second, the love seat right behind love me? Love seat behind you. Okay, so this Re- comes across to me as, as real leather. Real leather. Okay. And very, very nice. Is it? Is this any type of pullout, or is it? Uh, Just a stationary sofa. I'm going to say... Are you sitting on the price? 3200 3200 Oh, right. No, that's for the, the desk. I'm not sitting on it. I don't see the price. Well, that's, that's going to make the game even better. <laughs> we have it marked 1999 I'm going to go half price. Off the 1999 I'm going to go 999 For both pieces. Today only. Woo! Leather, sofa, and love seat. Very nice. Let's take that sectional in the corner. It's $2,798 at my daughter's store. My daughter's Ashley, by the way. <laughs> and it's marked down to $1,598 is, is our yeah. boom price. Yeah. Um, I didn't price that because I don't like eights. And that does have a pullout. That's got a, it looks like it's got a pullout bed. That's, that's, that's a nice baby. Let's get nuts on that and make it, what would nuts be, Hans? Let's make that eleven ninety nine. Wow. I think that's right at cost. That's a $2,700 sectional. I'm that's glad you're nice. handling this. I don't want another cashews incident here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you remember the NFL. That went poorly. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It's, it's another story for another I, day. My bad. I have to hear that off. Yeah, the I'll tell you off. Scotty gave us a price once that was way off yeah. for cashews. Got yeah. us, got us a little lost in. And the we thing. have not been on that remote at that place since. But this is a beautiful gray, by the way. That the sectional that Tom's talking about. It's got a pull-out bed. It's a beautiful, like a bluish gray. It, it would go with any it's, color. It's kind of a tweed, beautiful upholstery, very handsome, uh, stylish throw pillows. Uh, let's talk now about. Recliners. I have S brand and it's Sealy Power Recliners. This is my favorite. It's got head tilt, motorized recliner. Uh, it's a fourteen ninety nine real leather. Fourteen ninety nine, and we have it marked for five ninety nine. Perfect. I'm going to take two hundred bucks off. Of the five ninety nine. I'm going to do any recliner on this row. 
take 200 bucks off. Off the boom price. Yeah. Wow. So if you're looking for a really nice, no, comfortable. That, that's insane. Lean back recliner. That's insane. $200 off the boom price. That You know, that would make that 399 That's a deal I need to take advantage. That's you, a minute. You need to sit in this. Yeah. I'm going to give you the full boogie so you can give a live play-by-play of, next break. Okay. I'll do it. Last but not least. Come in, and I don't care what you see, upholstery, today, tomorrow, and Monday, 20% off anything in the store. Love it. That's upholstery. Let's do it. Let's do it. 1825 South, 300 West. It's the warehouse right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. It is time to get you ready for the NFL Combine. Yes, the future stars, the NFL getting set to go through. I mean, I mean, Hans, you know what this process is like, yeah. getting ready for the draft. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not fun for these guys. Oh, these guys are in a world of hell right now. Yeah. Yeah. Damian Parson, kind enough to join us, National Scout for the Draft Network. Uh, Damian, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm I'm doing good, guys. How you guys doing? Very good. We're doing well. We're doing well. So a lot to break down. You're also part of David Locke's uh, Locked on the NFL Draft Network as well. David's a good friend of ours. So let's talk about the combine. Who are before we really circle in on some of the guys locally here with Utah and BYU? Who are some of the guys that you're looking forward to that can really improve their stock coming up in these in these next couple of weeks? Um, Washington wide receiver Jalen McMillan. Um, you know, everybody knows about Roma Dunze, Michael Penix Jr., even their tackle, Troy uh, Faltanu. But with Jalen McMillan, man, plays a lot in the slot. But I, on the podcast, you know, talk with my co-host, I compare them to Jacoby Myers, who played for the Patriots, who now is with the Raiders. But he's like a juiced-up version. He has speed. And I think he's a guy that I'm looking to really keep my eye on for the 40-yard dash, the type of time he runs. Because on tape, like, if you don't get your hands on and you give him free releases, he can gear up and gear up quickly. And he's a very uh, nuanced route runner and separator as well. Really love his game. So I think that's one guy that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, hopefully, of course, the, the you know, some people call them the prima donnas, not the wide receivers, the quarterbacks, the big money guys, right? Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, J.J. McCarthy, the big X factor for the quarterback situation. I just want to see which one, like, which one of those guys actually does whatever on the field. Like, do everything on the field, throw. Remember 2023, we saw Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud, a very competitive throwing session during the quarterback drills. I want to see that again. I want to see these top guys go out there and just accept the competition. Jaden Daniels, Drake May, Spencer Rattle, all these guys. So I want to see who actually tests and who gets onto the field and puts that work in and gives us a show because that's why everybody's really going to be there. 
It feels like this draft is going to be front-loaded with offensive line talent and edge talent. Is that kind of the position group that you feel like will have the, the most depth in it through this draft? Oh, looks like we may have lost Damian. We'll try to get him back here in just a moment, chat with him about what we're working on and uh, what, what we're looking towards in the NFL draft. We either lost him or lost ourselves. I think we've lost him. I think. Lloyd, let us know if we're still on the air. There he is. All right. He's back. Uh, were you able to hear my question? Yeah, yeah. No. Um, yeah, I heard your question. So, offensive tackle, offensive line, um, edge is a good group. It's not like it's very like people felt like it was top heavy with like Dallas Turner from Alabama, Jared Verse from Florida State, and of course, uh, Latu Latu, Latu Latu from UCLA, but. You have guys like Gabriel Murphy, who's the teammate to Latu at UCLA. You have Jonah Ellis, who you know from Utah, who I recently watched and, and, and found his game and really liked what I saw from him. It's a it's a good group of edge rush guys, but I think the deep one, some deepest positions, wide receiver and uh, corner. Corner is kind of slept on in terms of how deep that group is, but you're going to have a litany of talent from different you know point of views whether you're needing an outside guy an island guy you need a cover three guy a nickel like you have you have versatile guys that can play some safety you can do a lot of different things with this corner group but i think wide receiver may be the deepest along with tackle then wide receiver can go about six rounds deep and you can find yourself a, a impact player so it wouldn't be an NFL draft if we weren't talking about quarterbacks, and I think everybody's fired up about Caleb Williams and what he can do at the next mm-hmm. level. But then you've got Drake May, you've got Penix, you've got all these other guys. Kind of give me how you sort out your top four, your top five quarterbacks uh, coming out in this draft. So my top five um, right now is Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, J.J. McCarthy and then Michael Penix um, from Washington. And for me, um, I know that's a, you know, it's a little shakeup for a lot of people. Um, I'm a, I'm, I like a lot of these guys. And, of course, number one, Caleb stays you know, where he is. He has the arguably the highest ceiling in terms of his improvisational skills, athleticism, arm talent. But, man, watching Jaden Daniels, and, and I know that the running ability is, is what people really applaud him for, that, that elite burst and speed. Um, you know, on the Lockdown NFL Draft podcast, you know, we comped him in terms of his running ability, his ability to gear up and change uh, change speeds is very similar to Lamar Jackson. I have not watched a quarterback um, outside of maybe Anthony Richardson, uh, but he was a different body type at 6'4", 250, that could gear up and hit 4'4 with ease. When I look at Jaden Daniels, I see a guy that can absolutely, like, legitimately supercharge himself. And that acceleration like from the pocket through the teeth of the defense, watching him outrun Bama defenders, Florida defense, like SEC defenders, guys who are going to test out of this world, and watching just outrun these guys 60, 70 yards, just at like a track, almost like a sprinter on track, you know what I mean, for the 100-meter dash, and he, he has that form and everything. Uh, but he can throw from the pocket. He can throw well, being able to step up and climb in the pocket, but also be patient, trust his protection, come off of the front side read and work himself back to his progressions, back across the middle of the field to that backside dig or the backside post, different things like that. I know that people talk similar. It's, it's, I think it's going to be a similar discussion like how we had, you know, as a draft community about C.J. Stroud. Was like, 
all right, well, how good is he really as a passer? He had Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka, Buka, JSN, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. But it's like, man, when you watch the, the quarterback throw, Dave Daines was arguably the best deep thrower in this class this year. The ball placement, the accuracy, the touch, uh, through one of the most catchable passes. And a guy that can really stretch the field, the slot fade to Malik Neighbors. Him and Malik Neighbors had that, that just a special connection. And he just knows how he knew how to throw guys, throw guys open as well. So that's why he ended up leapfrogging uh, Drake May for uh, QB2. But Drake May, uh, really good, talented kid. I think that he has uh, the chance to be a franchise player. He's got some mechanical things, I think, with his lower body that he needs to work on uh, with his footwork and whatnot because he's got some inconsistency when it comes out to his ball placement and accuracy. But arm talent is out of this world. He's really athletic for a 6'4 kid, um, and he knows how to make plays with his legs, similar to what we see with some of these quarterbacks. You know, you think about he's not going to be the Lamar Jackson but can you do something similar to Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills? Not the power stuff, but just being able to be that caliber of athlete, and I think he can be, or he is that caliber of athlete. And he's nimble-footed, too, because he can make some people miss uh, a little dead leg, a little two-step in the, in the, in the open field. He's just got to protect himself. He takes a big hit. Same thing with Jaden. In the NFL, I don't want you taking those hits. You know, I'm going to be paying you $45, 55000000 million per year after your rookie deal. I want you to stay healthy. And uh, J.J. McCarthy is the, what I like to call the enigma. He's the X factor. A lot of people are split on this young man because, you know, playing in Michigan, it's heavy run game, heavy Blake Corum. Let's be physical, right? The Penn State game didn't throw a pass in the second half, but it's like when I watched the tape, I looked for those true drop-back sets. And when they gave him true drop-back sets and let him play quarterback, you see when you see him get into a rhythm, you see the arm talent. He is a legitimate NFL arm, the cliche of making every throw. J.J. McCarthy can do that, guys. So, like, you know, I was really impressed watching him there. He's got accuracy. He has touch at times. He's still kind of – he's become, he's, he's got to learn how to become that multi-speed pitcher and not just give me the fastball. Don't just give me the heat seeker. Can I get a, a slider, a change-up, a curve every once in a while? And I think as he continues to work on that and add that to his game, you're going to see the elevation with him. It's more so, hey, you're gonna, it's going to take a little bit. Let him play. Deal with the ups and downs early on, but if you do that, you're going to be happy with what you can develop because this young man has all the tools and traits. And, of course, Michael Penix Jr., a lefty, you know, he's still got some athleticism despite the two torn ACLs. Next week's going to be big for him, though, guys, um, to, to get the medicals and make sure that, you know, there's no, nothing long-term that would hinder him from having a second or even third contract or, you know, hinder a team from being, from being comfortable to give him a second or third contract. But accuracy, arm talent, um, tested, right? You know, being able to make it to the national championship game. The main thing people, you know, we talk about with him is that how does he handle and negotiate pressure? Uh, he's more of a kind of a – he's more of a pocket passer, but he has a, enough athleticism to get you a person, you know, off a, a second and five, second and seven. He can get you those things. He's not going to do what Drake made Caleb Williams and, and Jaden Daniels or even J.J. McCarthy can do. But those are my top five QBs right now. How did you think last year's draft worked out for Indy when they took their shot with Anthony Richardson at number four? I, I loved it. Um, you know, I, I love the pick because when you look at 6'4", 250, and, you know, coming into the – before he ran, I was told that he had already clocked in at four three eight. And if he ran anything close to four or five, he was running a second time because he knows how fast he was. But I just remember watching him from 2020, 
one in the 2022. We were watching him that, that summer, and I was like, okay, there's a lot here to work with. And um, to then, you know, of course, just watching him, how he went through the season, and not being on a on, – sometimes people look at it as a negative, but being on a team that's not loaded with talent, it's kind of a positive because you get to see them in the worst of environments. When the offensive line's shaky and the receivers aren't great, uh, you don't have those five-star elite caliber guys. How can you make things happen? And he knew how to put a team on his back, talk to his offensive lineman, uh, Osiris Torrance, who's with the Buffalo Bills. And he just told me, he said, man, like this young man put us on his back after the first couple games of the season. Um, and, you know, because remember they beat Utah week one and then they struggled a couple games after that. He said, well, going into the Tennessee game, that's when he started to put us on his back. And he's, he has not reached his, his peak yet. He's like, this is a, a kid that can really become one of the best we've ever seen because he's just that physically gifted and he wants it. You know, so like doing the background on this character, talking to different people close to him, I said, man, getting Shane Sykin, who when you think about that Eagles run to the Super Bowl, they, their offense took a turn and went forward when Nick Sirianni gave a play call to Shane Steichen. When Shane Steichen took over the play call, you saw the best of Jalen Hurts. Um, so I was very excited to see him walk into that offense and before the injury, right, week four, if you go back and watch the beginning of the season, Andy Richardson was on fire. Like, he was making plays with his arm. Um, I remember the, the Rams game. You got Aaron Donald on your back, and he throws a strike for a touchdown, falling forward. You know what I mean? And it's just the things that God has gifted him with physically that you can't give to anyone else. And I'm really excited to see what year two looks like with him healthy coming off of the, the AC joint sprain and um, surgery. But I was excited for, for him to be with Shane Steichen. Michael Pittman Jr., and, of course, um, Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. How intriguing, based on the versatility he showed last year at Utah playing offense and defense, is Sione Vaki uh, to NFL GMs and scouts across the league? Well, we always say the more you can do, the better, right? And I think with him, I, I love his running back tape. I think that he could be a legitimate starting running back in the league. He can catch the ball um, and everything. Again, being able to play both sides. That versatility where, you know, it's almost like a utility player in, like, baseball and basketball. Uh, that's what I think Sione Vaki brings to to a team. And you just got to find out which role he feels best comfortable with and which role he feels that he can develop and grow into the the best to reach his ceiling. And from there, that's when if you're gonna, that's what you want to draft, but you have a need in that position, whether it's running back, if he's willing to switch positions full-time, or if it is safety. But, you know, think about that safety background. He knows how to tackle. He knows he's good in space. And what does that translate to? Special teams. Especially, you know, so if he was to go and play running back or be a backup running back, second string, whatever, early on, he can give you – some things on special teams, you know, as a gunner and, you know, punt and kick return, but also as, you know, as a safety, whether you pull him at the strong safety, give him some reps into the nickel, he's versatile in that way. So he's, he's a very intriguing player, and I expect GMs to feel the exact same way. Well, Damian, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Uh, looking forward to chatting with you again, coming down the line, getting closer to that NFL draft, but uh, should be a fun one, and uh, appreciate it. Uh, and, again, appreciate you hanging out with us. Thanks, Damian. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. There you go. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. NFL Combine is nearly here. Next Thursday. Yeah. Again, some surprises. Uh, Keaton Slovis being invited, a bit of a surprise. Uh does uh, Devon Vele surprise you being invited? A bit, a little bit. But I hope he can go out there and show his length, yep. show his speed, because I think that he's a 
athletic nightmare. And you know, Utah was playing patchwork last year. Yeah. I wonder what Vele would be if he had a that's why I wanted Vele to stay one more year. I just wanted to see him with Cam Rising yeah. and see a couple of other targets on the field just to see what he can really do. But the the league's got a lot of work. To, like Vele's a guy that can really take advantage of these individual workouts and this kind of combine. And then, of course, uh, I, I saw another mock draft from Mel Kuyper, who's got Kingsley Suamatae in his first round. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. That just has the frame and the skill set that NFL teams are going to say, like, okay, you know what? Maybe his last year at BYU wasn't the best, but we get him in our system with our training staff and our coaches, and we'll make a pro bowler out of him. I'd say four out of ten draft analysts have him in the first round. Yeah. So if he's not first, he's second. Yep. All right, Tom's with us. We're live here at the warehouse. Tom is dropping booms all over the place today. Big deals. Not messing around. All kinds of crazy numbers. I think my draft stock has dropped just like my prices. Yeah. <laughs> I'd still take you the first round, Oh, Tom. you're a first rounder for sure. You got your wits and you got good hair. You're the man. I mean, I'm telling you, going through what you've gone through and yet still have that beautiful head of hair. Stem cells. Is that what i got to look into? Stem cells. All right. That's what's got this big mane going? Listen, there's a problem when you're too good looking, though. You have to wear a big ring and let them know it's 40 years and I'm not looking. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. Good for you taking a stand. You mentioned um, a crazy deal as we got going with this show. Kind of reset that where you're at with your California King. California King adjustable bed, your choice. Split or solid. If you go with this split, it's a Maloof mattress. It's an 8-inch gel-infused memory foam mattress. The entire package, $9.99. If you want a solid, you're going to get two bases that will sync together. So if you want to decide to do splits later on, you just unsync them and you have individual hmm. remotes to work it. So that gives you some flexibility there. Flexibility. Yeah. It's the best way to do it because it gives you four motors instead of two to raise a big king mattress so so what would you're saying 9.99 what would that normally be if you were to go down the road here or go up the road a bit to let's one of the big talk places? about the solid king mattresses first let's say you pick one of these mattresses that is uh kings down that mattress is 5400 bucks Jeez. Just the mattress. The mattress. And then put the bases with us, which is 1400 per side, so an additional 2800 bucks. So you're pushing ten grand almost. Eight grand. That's incredible. And you're getting it for nine ninety nine. Cal King only. Did you just you must have got a shipment. I think a lot of people wonder how does Tom do this? Let me tell you what happened. You get these shipments. I bought a hundred and eight adjustable bases. Okay. Liggett and Platt, best name in the industry. They were supposed to be kings, and they sent me Cal Kings. Oh. And I have to live with it. I bought them sight unseen, and I was not dealt with honestly. And as you mentioned, you sell one Cal King to what, five regular kings? It's about one to, for us, it's one to 12. Oh, but wow. Nationwide, it's one to seven. One to seven. California, it's two to one cows over regular kings uh-huh. for some reason they think it's bigger just works out there it's it's short it's longer but narrower than a regular king 
Really? Yeah. Okay. I thought the cowl was wider, but it's not, huh? Cal King is four inches narrower, four inches longer. And I, I've Did always you done know a, that. I, yeah, because oh, I've I always done a Cal King. So because my feet go off. Longer. A, okay. Yeah, yeah my yeah. feet go off a regular King. They say if you're six four or taller, you should buy Cal King. Yep. Wow, interesting. That's that's interesting to find out. Crazy. But thing. you don't have to be six four or taller to take advantage of the nine nine. No, listen. A Cal King bed is the same as a Hotel King. A Hotel King is Cal King width king length so when you go to hotel and you get this king suite and oh my gosh i love this big bed i'm sick of sleeping in a queen it's you're really buying the width of a cow king so don't think that you need a king no take advantage of this deal oh yeah you will never see a deal like this no never that's it's it's absolutely remarkable what you're doing down here i'm selling it for less than it would cost me yeah jeez I have to get rid of them. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, because, you know, sometimes you you uh, you stumble into these deals and you're like, okay, well, guess what? I got I got hosed over here a little bit, but I got to get rid of them, so you get to take advantage of it. One man's plight is another man's delight. I, I think it's just absolutely incredible what you're doing down here. Come clear them out. I have one more deal. Let's go. This is Holland House. If you want to get online and look at um, – Bedrooms to go. Big company, 400 brick-and-mortar stores, big online presence. This is a Holland House step-and-go dining set. This is a big dining, solid wood. Uh, It's walnut finish with drawers on the end, $1,200 table. I'm doing it for $129. (laughs) 129 $129. 90% off? <laughs> you even have your guy back here laughing at this. He's like, what are you doing, Tom? 90% Listen, off. Listen, and I have chairs. I have two choices if you want to get chairs with it. I'll do table and four chairs for three ninety nine. Table and f- six chairs for four ninety nine. Table and eight chairs, five ninety nine. You can't buy the chairs online are one fifty nine a chair. Hmm. Go Come figure. Do Let's do it. 1825 South 300 West is the warehouse. These deals are going to go through how how long? We're going to run that through Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. All right. So if you can't come down today, and we'd love you to because we got the jazz gear, we got the candy, we got everything laid out for you, but you have until Tuesday to come down and take advantage of it right now. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. It's the warehouse. 1825 South 300 West, right here on the uh, right here on the zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Download the KSL Sports app to get live streaming of your favorite shows. Downloading. Download the latest podcasts and get all the latest breaking news on the teams you can't live without. Everything you need delivered right to your phone. Let's go get them where we can get them. Just search KSL Sports on your app store of choice. Download it now. The KSL Sports app presented by University of Utah Health. Latest on the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies? Yeah. We've got you covered. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the Sports Zone. Hanson, Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Happy Friday. We're down the home stretch. We hope to be able to hear from Mason Falslev coming up here in just a moment. 
course, uh, this segment brought to you by UCCU. Love where you bank, Utah Community Credit Union. Learn and earn with the app paying your family to learn about money. UCCU. Well, you've made it. You made it to the weekend. Congratulations. Hope you've got some great weekend plans. And uh, like Scotty said, talking to Mason here in just a minute, you are going to get a chance to see the number one overall draft pick in the 2023 NBA draft, Victor Wimbyama, against your Utah Jazz at Delta Center coming up on Sunday night. So, Scotty, it's just a, another litmus test for them because yep. this is the worst team in the West and the worst record in the West. But probably the rookie of the year. But probably the rookie of the year. So he could go off at any given moment. Th- that's one I'd like to be at just because yep. Victor is so unique, the most unique thing that the NBA seen. But because they're so terrible – we just haven't heard or seen as much of him as we probably would. If he was in New York yep. or if he was in L.A., we'd probably have oh, our fill of him right yeah. now. Yeah. But as Popovich has gotten older and has is not able to carry the team like he used to and the rosters deplete outside of Victor, just it's gone under the radar. But he is, what's he averaging, 23, 24 points a game, something crazy like that? Victor Wimiyama is, and we just talked to Kurt Heelan on Wednesday, and he said, yeah, my, my vote for Rookie of the Year goes to Victor. He, he'd had, there were two different guys that it kind of, he'd rotated through, but he said right now it'd be Victor. 20 points a game, 10 rebounds a game, three assists a game, three block shots a game. Yeah, he is. He's special. And just getting started, do you see Popovich being his coach next year? You know, because Kurt and that's said, the other thing Kurt, Kurt said, said he can yeah. coach as long as he wants to coach. He said he leaves when he wants to leave, but he if, really needs to shut it down, though. If they you're need, San Antonio, aren't you like, uh, they need some new blood in there. We're not feeling it. If I'm the owner, I'm like, hey, Pop, you can be here as long as you want as an advisor. We'll still pay you, you know, 500 grand a year or whatever the case is. Like we will you will always have a home here. You'll have a part of this organization but you really need to go away. Mm -hmm. We need you to move on. The other thing I like, we're 25 games to the finish of the season, uh, speaking in NBA terms, and Victor is still healthy. Yes, that's a good point. (laughs) Because I wasn't sure if we'd be seeing Victor Wimiyama in late February. All right, Hans and Scotty, we'll take a quick break, come back and uh, wrap up the show. Hopefully talk to Mason Falslev coming up next to wrap things up. It's all right here on 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. This is this is DJ and PK. Nick Robinson, assistant basketball coach at BYU. Obviously, you tried to educate yourself on the Big 12 and prepare as a coaching staff for this move, but you can't know everything. What's the biggest surprise been? You know, I think the biggest surprise is what we were told, but you can't really know until you experience it, that the Big 12 is a gauntlet. Every single night is a physical battle. It's very, very high-level coaching. It's very high-level individual players. It's very high-level team. We understood that, but we had not experienced it. And now we're 13 games in and have a better sense of what that is and what it means to be in the middle of the gauntlet. And we're uh, super excited about the next game. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Chevrolet. Proudly serving Utah since 1926. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. 
is available in podcast form by searching Hans and Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at kslsports.com. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hands and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Final segment of the show. Let's go up to Cash Valley, shall we? Chat with Mason Falslev. Good dude, good basketball player, and the Aggies continuing to roll. Mason, how the heck are you, man? Hey, Mason. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. We're doing well, doing well. How's uh, how's the, the few extra days off? You guys were in a grind, man, uh, playing three games in six days, two of them. You know, at Wyoming, at Colorado State, then San Diego State. That was a meat grinder. Has it been nice to be able to kind of decompress? And I know Coach doesn't let you relax a lot, but but kind of rest up a bit for this stretch run. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. After the San Diego State game, we were in the locker room and kind of celebrating, and he kind of gave us a talk. And at the very end, he said, "All right, you guys have the next two days off." And no one really recognized what he said. And then finally it all clicked that we actually had the next two days off and we all went crazy. And it's nuts. We haven't had two days off in like, I don't even know how long, probably like five, six months. So it was awesome. And we didn't even end up having two days off. We had a lift. We had a lift yesterday. <laughs> but it was oh, still nice. No man. But it's all good. I'm not complaining at all. Were you able to get out and do anything that you typically wouldn't get to do? Well, it actually was a huge snow- snowstorm. Right, like we woke up after the San Diego State game and there was like a foot and a half of heavy snow, so I didn't do much. I just got caught up on homework and kind of hung out a little bit. So, Mason, I want to take you back a little bit because I know that you were a fantastic dual athlete. When did you decide it was basketball and and not football or any other sport? Um, So I, I played football all growing up. But I always had, like, a special love for basketball. And I always knew that I wanted to play Division One basketball. Like, ever since I was in, like, sixth grade, like, that was my dream. And so, you know, I had the opportunity to play both, but I always knew that I wanted to play basketball. Like, football football coaches come talk to me, and I'd say, I'm a basketball guy. I'd love to come visit and see what your school's about. So all the coaches who offered me and gave me an opportunity, they knew that I was planning on playing basketball. So, uh, that Boise State game was crazy, but and I didn't think we would exceed that in terms of emotion and atmosphere, but that San Diego State game was at a different level. Just how crazy was that game to play, to be on that court? How hard is it to try to communicate with your teammates when you're in the middle of a play and you got that crowd? Like, just kind of paint the picture of what that scene was like for you. No, it is hard to – to communicate my 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 throat was super sore after the game you know you're yelling at teammates you're like that's why we always get in tight in tight huddles so that we can hear each other and talk but man, when coach sprinkle yells something from across the court you can't hear anything so it's it's insane you know uh it's such a fun environment especially for me you know i got a lot a lot of family and friends who come out to support me and it's just like a dream country it's been so fun it's been amazing so mason um our producer Lloyd back there in the studio and, and I, we were able to come out to that Utah State-Boise State game last Saturday. 
and had a blast. We we wanted to come down, just check out the Spectrum, be there for Stu Morrill and his whole deal. And I watched you in the first half, and I'm like, geez, Luis, you, there was a lightning uh, about you that was that was something going on. Was there some, that, some axe to grind, something different going on with the first half of that game for you? Um, so the game before, um, you know, I didn't play very well. I didn't play with confidence. And and Max Rice, he, he was just kind of sagging off me, letting me shoot it. And and I knew that I was going to be ready for him this the next time we got him. So I was planning on attacking him and just not – him specifically, but I was planning on being a lot more aggressive that game, just going at it and not hesitating and just playing with confidence, you know, and that's what happened. I made a few and, and then my confidence started, started rolling. And I guess that's that. I just made some shots, you know, I love it. I, I knew it. I, 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 Lloyd and I were both talking about it in that first half. We're like, uh, yeah, there's there's something going on there because you were just so aggressive with the shot, so aggressive at the rim. I'm like, uh, I think somebody might have kicked his dog or something because you, you were going crazy. It, it was fun to watch. Thank you. Hey, I want to go to the uh, San Diego State game. I have not had a chance to uh, talk to you about this, but you guys are up three, two minutes left against top-ranked San Diego State. And the Aztecs, they got, a, they got a big going up for an offensive rebound after a, a great Osborne miss. And you're able to kind of tap it out to Darius Brown, who hits the three, and you guys go up six and essentially ends the game at that point. Huge but possession. I just want to talk about because those are plays that don't necessarily show up in a stat sheet, but you just being able to punch that thing out to Darius kind of walk us through your vision of what you saw in that play. Did you mean to do that, or was that just kind of the luck of the draw? Because I'm going to let you just own it and say I absolutely meant to do that. <laughs> I did mean to do it, but, you know, I saw the shot clock, and I knew there was about four or five seconds when Great got it, and um, she didn't catch it out or super close to the to the block, so I was thinking maybe he could miss it, and they ended up, I don't know, what exactly happened i think it was just short and i don't know if they tipped it or what happened but i tipped it out of someone's hands and then i tipped again i saw darius with like two seconds left i was like i'm just gonna tip it to him and see what happens and classic darius he just makes a big time shot that was huge on his part that was that was a big play for him that was awesome so mason when you look at where your team is and what you guys have been able to do and kind of the future is you talked about your dream playing division one basketball. So your dream has always been playing in the NCAA tournament. How excited does that get you to think of playing a tournament game and how much does that motivate you to finish out the season strong? Um, you know, I think of last year when we made it to the tournament, you know, I registered last year, so I didn't play at all. I just kind of cheered and supported my teammates the best I could. And, and it was such a fun environment, you know. You grow up, uh, ever since you're little, you watch the NCAA tournament, you watch all the buzzer beaters, you watch all these things, and, you know, to have an opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament is, it's once in a lifetime, you know. Not a lot of people who play college basketball are able to do that, and I can't wait. You know, hopefully we, we can make it, and we can hopefully win a few games and, you know, play hard just like we do and get on a roll. 
So being around you guys, what's really impressed me is the fact that there's no let up. Like some, you know, look, there's some games you guys play better than others. There's no doubt. But for the most part, you guys have brought it game in and game out. And yet, here's the thing. You come off that emotional victory against San Diego State. You still have the conference tournament. You still have a huge game against New Mexico. Um, but yet, you still have three more games left to play. You know, Fresno, Air Force, uh, San Jose State, and you can't have any. You know, you can't have any slip-ups on this game. So on these games. So how how dialed in do you guys have to be to make sure that you continue to bolster that resume going into that conference tournament? Yeah, we're definitely trying to stay focused. Coach tells us every day how many days we have left, and he's like, "Look, we got 22 days left." That's all we got to do is we got to lock in for 22 days. All that we have is 22 days promised. Nothing else is promised. So make the most of it. And, you know, we got one senior who's not who's got, who's not going to return. It's Darius. And, you know, we feed off him a lot. And he's been a great example to all of us. And he's been leading us a lot in practice and in everything. So it's a big shout-out to him and keeping us focused. And, you know, we're just excited to go out and play hard and play like we do. We got a chance to catch up with Isaac. Uh, he's incredible. Talked about him growing up out there in Nyssa. Is is he your favorite teammate, and why? <laughs> Isaac Johnson. Is he my favorite teammate. I got every one of every one of my teammates is my favorite teammate. Good answer. <laughs> but so we call him Fish. I don't know if you know that. No, but did not know. Yeah, that. no that that's his nickname. Everyone in like our coaches, the whole all the fans, we call him Fish. Big Fish. Don't ask me why. That's just what we call it. I don't know why. <laughs> I thought there was a good story you know, like it came behind from, it. I think it came from high school or something like that. It's It's been yeah, it's, it's been, been his nickname throughout high school and everything. So we just we call him Fish. It's funny you say Isaac because sometimes I don't even, like, recognize that because I only call him Fish. But, you know, Fish is a, a great teammate. It was like me and, me and him in the summer we were just working out, lifting every day, trying to get better every day in the summer to – to prepare for this moment, you know. So I love seeing him. I love seeing him succeed and do well. And he's a great teammate. So I did. Uh, I sat down and chatted with him. And I don't know if it was a conversation you and I had with him, hands, or if it was uh, during a coaching show. But uh, he he kind of let me behind the curtain, and he was a little, you know, because coaches, right? You know, those coaches shows. Coaches right there eating his food, and so he's listening to everything you're yeah. saying. So he was a little nervous about talking about this. Uh, because he didn't want Coach to get the full story of what was going on. But apparently between you, him, and uh, Brenchley, like there is a Mario Kart battle that is just like old, crazy. Like old school Mario? Yeah, like and, and, and the they got like they got a whiteboard going with, with wind totals. It, it apparently dudes are throwing paddles across the room. Like it is apparently you guys don't mess around with that thing. On the Wii? No, it's we put yeah we that is legit, and I'll have you know that I am the best Mario Kart player in the house. Uh, the most that's, wins. that's not what Spencer's saying or Isaac yeah. or Isaac. I yeah. mean, no, <laughs> no, no. He knows. They all know. I got the most wins, and I'm a prou- I'm proud of that. I'm very proud of that because we. <laughs> that's how we kind of relax outside of basketball. You know, we don't have a lot of time, but. Mario Kart's something we can do to just kind of relax and have fun and still have a little bit of competition, you know. So I can't uh, believe he told you that. <laughs> so are you a uh, – I, you take me as a Wario guy. Like, like, or, or like <laughs> he's, he's, he's Peach. <laughs> he's Peach. No, I'm actually Dry Bones. I'm, 
I'm dry bones. <laughs> dry oh bones. my god, this is so embarrassing. I can't believe this. You, you take dry bones every time. Dry bones every time. That's my guy. All right. I love it. All right. Well, Mason, uh, we'll let you go. Sorry, we we exposed way too many secrets today, but uh, keep it rolling, my man. And uh, looking forward to chatting with you uh, in Fresno as we get you ready for that. Hey, that and game. we'll have you back after this tournament run. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you guys so much. You got it. Mason Falslev from that Utah State basketball team. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. What a kid. I, he, coming out of nowhere yeah. to do what he's doing. Yep. First year and uh, did not play for a few years because of the mission and the red shirt, and now he's doing his thing and just an explosive player for sure. All right. Well, we're live here at the Warehouse Hands wrapping things up. Should we put a headset on? Uh... No. Nope. Mom is off limits. She has been. I don't know, man. After, after I don't think you're the boss here on this. I think we need to have her on. <laughs> yeah. My mom and dad have come down to purchase a bed. Even they can't pass up this deal. I mean, these deals are these deals are so big. They got my parents down. I love it to to pick up a bed. Uh, you've heard Tom talking about the nine ninety nine deal on a split Cal King, and it's an adjustable bed so it's got motors under it and you can bring your you can bring yourself up you can lay yourself back down and the mattress that tom is putting on this 999 is is a special mattress too amen amen, amen. good night everybody 999 people that don't i mean you you're you, preaching to the choir you will never find this is one of the biggest deals you've ever released on air it's the biggest deal i've ever done on a split king or cow king by far yeah and scotty you have an adjustable bed i do and i don't want to tell you i well i think i have told you off the air what i paid for it and it makes me want to throw up and it's a queen uh no it's a california king cow king and yeah. you paid like eight grand it's not that's not important no i'm, I'm just it, it, it was a lot of money yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing. It, it hurt. It kind hurt. of. Well, what hurts is when you and and you've been. I mean, I don't think I've ever been down here where you've talked about split kings, and I haven't been like I pay too much. I pay too much every time. It's like a little knife. It's getting to it the just, point where you need. But new this mattresses. this one hurts. This one really hurts. Oh, I I think I do actually. Yeah. Yeah. Time I, to get them. We might need to. We might need to chat for Cause sure. Because you you talked about so the mattress can, deals that were crazy. I, I was too. I was late to this spot. Because I'm there with Hans's mother. Yeah. She is so nice. Oh, well, I'm what you, happened to you? I don't I Did she not tell you how many times she dropped me? Is that, oh. She hasn't let you in on that yet? She fell three times with me? Good thing she was a nurse. <laughs> yeah, uh, she was. We're out of time. Yeah. Let, let's get serious for a couple of minutes. Do not wait if you've ever wanted an adjustable bed. Come take advantage of it. Don't wait. If financing's difficult, come down. It's tax season. If you have good credit, I can get you a year same as cash. If your credit stinks, you got beat up, you had a hardship where you need some help, if you have a job and a checking account, I'll get you approved for 100 days same as cash. If your credit is um, not too bad, I can get you six months same as cash with a little bit beat up credit mm. so so come in and see us take advantage of this deal that will not last you'll never see it again the cheapest base you can 
sell. You can't buy the basis for the price. I'm selling you a whole, a whole bed. set. That's amazing. And when I say bed, I mean two mattresses and two adjustable bases. And don't forget the Coach Mac deal. You can furnish an entire house. Just come in and say Coach if Mac If you mention deal. this radio store, all upholstery, 20% off. And the best deal in the store, even better than the... It's hard to say, but even better than the 9.99 Cal King split adjustable bed is the dining room table for 129. That really is. Yeah, that's crazy. No, that's, it's nuts. Yeah. Brand new. Even your own guy here was like Tom. No. It's nuts. Tom, Brand no, new. don't do it. Don't Brand do new it. in boxes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we love you. Love Thanks, you, man. Guys. Hey, Thank hey, you. Thanks and by for the way, coming. good luck with everything. Yeah. You yeah. know we got your back. Hey. And our listeners are behind you. Uh, I'm I'm ready. We yeah. all love you, man. Born ready. Yeah. Love it. 1825 South, 300 West. It's the warehouse. JJ and Alex next right here on The Zone.